Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and the Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. The Texans have to do something. And when I just came back from the scouting combine with Courtney uh, and, you know, talking to, to coaches, scouts, execs about Deshaun Watson, everybody pretty much felt like if, if this is resolved... Like, he's a guy that you need to get because somebody of his caliber, I'm stri- speaking strictly football, strictly football, th- th- those types of players this young, that talented, do not come available at this situation, this point in time. Mina Kimes? Not exactly. Oh. Kimberly Martin. Shoot the ESPN? Yeah. Man. Sorry, Kimberly. My bad. It's okay. I'll get you next time, but... Biggest news of the day so far, set aside from the rain going on with the players, is the fact that Deshaun Watson um, is now, you know, set to play football again, I guess. You know, not to say that he couldn't last year, but obviously all that drama that was transpiring in Houston. And it's interesting because Casey and I were talking about this during the break. He lost a lot of money. You know, now, some of that I believe had to do with, with the, you know, this process of, of seeing if he was guilty or innocent. But it was also the process of, you know, just not wanting to play for the Houston Texans and kind of being fed up with the organization. And we were kind of debating on, I, I wonder if he plans to counter soon now for defamation. Because, I mean, the, you know, that's, that's one of the things about the legal system. If somebody tries to drag your name, you have every right to, to clap back at him and get your just due. And I'm not even sure how much money Deshaun Watson lost uh, this past season, but it's got to be a bunch. So... Very curious to see what, what, what becomes of that. But needless to say, he's going to get his money regardless, and it's probably going to be on a new team set aside from the Houston Texans. And, Casey, I want you to put yourself into Sean Watson's shoes real quick because we have a situation now where, you know, he will be more likely traded for to the highest bidder, but also he has a no-trade clause. And the way I think no-trade clauses work is the fact that he's going to have a say where he goes. Now, the, the Texans don't have to agree to the principles, they still have to agree to everything, but he has the final say of if he wants to go to that team or not. If you're Deshaun Watson right now, and I get draft capitals, big, where the Texans get, but where do you want to go if you're Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I'm, it's what a world we're in where guys with no trade clauses are demanding trades, but they I mean, put it into contract. Agent, hey, I know, to his agent. I know, you know it's just such a, such a wild world, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, when you look at like the teams that would be interested in my opinion like yeah Indianapolis like I'd be cool with that if I'm Deshaun Watson but I don't know why I'm stuck on this one because you you've brought Chris Godwin back you still have Mike Evans you're going the same direction I'm thinking yeah I think Gronk would probably play for Deshaun Watson yeah I'd probably go to Tampa yeah and that's not fair (laughs) it's really not I mean mean, that's not fair see but with Tampa though I wonder Cause see, I think Tampa's a lot like the L.A. Rams, where they're obviously in win-now mode, right? Um, you don't know how much how much time Gronk's got left. A lot of those guys in that defense are getting up there in age. You know, Chris Godwin's going to return, probably sign a new deal, so he's fine. Mike Evans, you know, still a very reliable receiver. He lost Antonio Brown probably forever, obviously. I think they are in win-now mode because who knows how many, how many years Bruce Arians even has left in the league, you know, because he's kind of hinted every once in a while that he might be getting towards the end. So if that's the case, then, yeah, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make a lot of sense if I'm Deshaun Watson. Like, I see Seattle. And I, okay, I see DK Metcalf. 
I, I see Tyler Lockett hopefully staying. I see an offensive line, though, that, you know, is lower tier. A running game that when those guys are healthy, it's consistent, but those guys can never stay healthy. I like what Tampa Bay's got. You know, now, do they have the, the capital? Do they have, maybe they, they, it's, they're trading some players away. But if that no trade clause is for real, and I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm kind of picking and choosing. I'm demanding to go to the NFC, and I'm demanding to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, exactly, the NFC and that division specifically, you're battling against Sam Darnold, yeah. Matt Ryan, and literally, as it stands, Ian Book. Well, <laughs> exactly. And you got to keep in mind as well, like, yes, Deshaun Watson hasn't played in a year. There might be some rust on him. We get that. But what a better spot to go to than the division, like you just said, that has teams that are kind of either, you know, on the cliff of falling or trying to build back up like the Panthers, you know, like the Falcons. Um, we'll see what the Saints, what, 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 the, what the, I mean, it's not going to be Ian Book, is it, Casey? I'd hope not. No. Like, you think Jameis or somebody gets, yeah. gets a shot as, yeah. I mean, they have no cap room, but I'm sure the Saints are probably interested in Deshaun Watson. I just, how can they pull that off? Well, and also an interesting fact as well is when you see this draft, and, yeah, every draft is going to have talent. I don't care what year it is. I mean, you, you, you can even go back to, like, the Luke Jokel, Eric Fisher draft. Yeah, not maybe necessarily top to bottom the talent, but there are still some guys in that draft that end up becoming great players. But, like, the way you see this draft right now, I mean, is it almost the year that you could sacrifice some draft capital, especially if you're not picking in the top ten? Yeah, I would. I yeah. mean, it, now – Granted, like, if you need a quarterback and you're not picking in the top ten, absolutely, like a Pittsburgh-type team, mm-hmm. I would twice on Sunday. But, yeah, I think to that point, there's it's an okay draft. I think there's good, talented players, but at the quarterback position, not really. And when you're fighting against other teams for a couple quarterbacks you don't even think start, yeah, I'd give up the farm and a half for the, Deshaun Watson. The next question. If you're the Washington Commodores now, it's taking a while to figure that as yeah, Commanders. Sorry, Commodores, Commanders, same thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you're the Washington Commanders, I call, I'm going to call them the Commodores. I like it better, to be honest. Are you having a little buyer's remorse now of oh. Carson Wentz? Come on, yeah, you got yeah. Carson Wentz. I well, mean, no, I, I'd be disappointed. Which leads me to believe, did the Seattle Seahawks know something about Deshaun Watson before this news broke? And that's why they got rid of Russell Wilson. Interesting. Like they have a lawyer on the inside? Well, I mean, um, I think it was Schefter was reporting that, you know, teams had associates kind of check in on the Deshaun Watson case while it was going on to see what was going to become of it just in case he was, quote-unquote, free, they can make a move. So I wonder if Seattle knew something maybe other teams didn't, and that's why, not to say it was a shock that Russell Wilson got traded because they got a lot for him and he did want out. But the timing might have been a little peculiar. Yeah, I mean, they got it done when they could, to your point. Like, exactly. hey, you know, nobody, if, if nobody else thinks Deshaun Watson's coming available and we can get all of this capital in, I mean, all the picks and the quarterback, whatever, yeah, I think that, that might play in. That'd be crazy, the lawyer on the inside. Maybe maybe <laughs> one of their people was on the jury type thing. Hey, man, I mean, nothing surprised me anymore in the NFL. I, I've told this story many times. When, when I was training for the Combine, teams would hire private investigators to kind of watch, no, not for me, but a player that I trained with who got into some trouble in college, um, you know, and there were some red flags associated with him. 
and those teams would send private investigators to restaurants that we had to ask, hey, how was he? Was he like, you know, out of, stuff like that. It's just, it's wild to what extent NFL teams would go um, to make sure that, you know, they're, 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 they're getting is, is, in, is in good shape. And especially when you talk about the quarterback position and an all-pro like Deshaun Watson. But, of course, teams are going to throw the kitchen sink in terms of doing their due diligence. What are you giving up for Deshaun Watson? What we saw Russell Wilson got, I think it's going to be drastically more in terms of just age, in terms of being a dual-threat type of guy. What do you think is fair right now for Deshaun Watson? How far out can you trade your first-round picks? Like forever? Is that a thing? Oh, for sure. Yeah, why not? Four. Four first-round picks. If you're ready to win, if I'm yeah. Seattle, no. No, exactly. But, like, if Indianapolis can somehow do that, Pittsburgh, who I think can still Tampa. win now. Tampa, yeah. Yeah. And I give them Kyle Trask, I guess, if they want him. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Throw him in. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you giving up for Deshaun Watson? Here's what I think, guys. I'm listening to you talk about that. And, and one, I do want to go back to what the Washington Commanders stuff you brought up because I think that's fascinating. We discussed this the other day that they pulled the trigger too soon, in my estimation. But as far as the Deshaun Watson trade value, I, do you reach a ceiling that everybody's worth the similar kind of price? Right? Do you, do you reach, like, a max? And so for the Russell Wilson stuff, it was two first-rounders, two second-rounders, three players, and three pretty good players. Well, Drew Locke, we don't know if he's a good player, but he's a quarterback position, so that adds some value, I would think. Still a very young guy. You could at least stopgap for a bit. And Noah Fant, good player. Um, and their defensive lineman, who why am I missing the name right now, but uh, good player. So, and keep in mind, Noah Fant was a former first-round pick. Yeah. So, uh, again, so to me, Austin, that's like – that's the market, like, for a, a, an elite quarterback. Because, in my estimation, Russell Wilson's actually a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Now, he's six years older, I get it, but he's a better quarterback. So, I think that is kind of the framework of this next deal. Two firsts, two second, three players. Now, maybe it's three firsts, three seconds, one player. But probably, if you're looking at the assets trade, trade it. You're looking at seven pieces. And uh, maybe another first-round pick or a fourth first-round pick or something like that makes up for seven pieces, and now you only got to trade five or six. But I think it's uh, the perimeters, in my estimation, are, are in play already based off what Seattle and Denver did. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know... <sighs> If you look at what Russell Wilson got, and essentially what you got three, because if you count Noah Fant, you got three first-round picks from. Uh, right? I mean, like, yeah. equating Noah Fant to, you know, a, a first-round pick, which he sure. was a couple years well, Drew ago. Locke well, Drew Locke was first too, right? Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you can look at it that way, though. I mean, I think well, you're looking at picks I, I think you players. can look at Noah Fant that way. Absolutely. Well, why? I mean, just, it's a player. You know what he is as a player. I mean, so if you want... But but he, he's, he's a former first-round pick. Like, my, my point is, like, I think Deshaun Watson is going to get more than what the Seahawks got for Russell Wilson. So if that's the case, then the way I'm equating it to first-round talent, then, yeah, I think it's going to be some kind of mixture, whether it's first-round picks that were drafted earlier, like first-round talented guys like a Noah Fant or real first-round picks. But I think it's, the, the price of that is going to be four of those as opposed to three of those for Russell Wilson. Who, um, who's better in your opinion, Russell Wilson, or Deshaun Watson? I mean, right now you got to take Russell Wilson because Deshaun Watson's coming off of a year he didn't play. Yeah, 
Uh, who, who are we going to build a team around? Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, f- I feel you there. Uh, I, I think we're getting a little semantics on the players and pick stuff. But, again, that's why I say asset-wise, I think those are the, the parameters are in place. Now, if the teams want to look at them like you're looking at it, like, hey, that's a former first-round pick, so we'll take a third first-round pick. I, I do think teams are not going – this isn't like um, – I don't believe this is like the NBA, where I think you see this sometimes, guys, where you give up like five first-round picks. You know, like, I don't think the NFL world works that way. Now, a team that could do something like that is Philadelphia. But it's in the NFL, it's really hard to say, I'm going to mortgage my future for a quarterback, and then I'm going to mortgage it so much I can't build around the quarterback Mm. and and help him out. So So you either have to have a team in place that you feel pretty good about, or you have to have money in place so you can go get free agents in that respect, or you got to keep some of your draft capital for down the road to be able to build. Yeah, but keep in mind, the Rams haven't had a first-round pick in how long? Well, that's true. Yeah, so you better and, be good at picking. And, and it worked out well. <laughs> well no, but it worked out well for them. So, like... Uh, they went, teams, the, they went the pay-to-play route, essentially, though, right? They yeah, got but they free st- agents in it. Yeah, sure, but the, the, they still gave up their first-round picks. I mean, yeah. 2020, 2021, 22, 23. I'm not well, sure that, about 24. Well, that's what I said, though. I said, that, so if you're willing to do that and say, okay, we're not going to pick, then you've got to be able to either have a team around, which the Rams, by the way, have. They've had pretty good pieces around. Or you've got to be able to pay to go get some more assets as well from a free agency standpoint. And that's where they've also done. They've been willing to pay people um, in, in the midst of that, too. And then on top of it, you've got to pick pretty good when you do have picks. And the Rams have been able to find people like Cooper Cup in the third round uh, to go along with it. So I, I, just, I guess what I'm, I know you, we'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to look that different from a value standpoint than what Seattle did. Uh, let me ask you this. Is there any buyer beware at all on Watson, given what just went down? Given, yeah, okay, he's clear from a legal standpoint, but he might still have civil suits. And do you have to do homework on that kind of stuff? I'm sure you could have done that a little bit over the last year. And also, do you have to be concerned if you're a team to say, well, he wanted out of Houston. Is he going to want out of here in a few years? No, absolutely not, because the talent greatly outweighs the distractions there. So I don't, I don't think there is any buyer beware. All right. Um that's what uh, – I think that's the way teams will look at it as well because they'll be like, well, we'll take care of them. No, of right? course. We'll yeah. do things right. Houston yeah, yeah. was a mess. Yep. Um, and so I think that's why I, – I do say that I, I don't know – where's Deshaun Watson? What do you think right now? Who, who's better than him? Russell? Aaron Rodgers? Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes? Josh Allen? Josh Allen? Josh Allen says surpassed him, by the way, while he sat out, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. Um – I mean, I think you have to at least put Joe Burrow in the conversation. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Um, how about Stafford now, coming off Super Bowl? <sighs> yeah, but if you're asking me would I rather have Stafford or Sean Watson on my team, I would probably lean towards Sean Watson. Yeah? Yeah. Um, how about Dak? Uh, I probably No, I'm going Deshaun Watson over Kyle Murray. Um, I'm missing anybody? That's an interesting trade, though. Oh, if the Cardinals were to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Kyler would be super thrilled about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. No, no I mean, it well, is, hey, yeah, it is this, choice. I, I saw somebody tweet this. I think it was CBS Sports. You got, how about Jamal Adams, right? He wants out of New York, and he ends up going to Seattle where they're basically New York now. Yeah, true. At least for the moment. True. <laughs> so be careful what you wish for Yeah. if you're the player. That's, that's what a lot of people wanted to see happen with, like, Jalen. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, go get traded somewhere, where then they rebuild. Yep. <laughs> uh, instead, just the opposite happened. They built around him and won a Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, Deshaun Watson's going to be pretty fast. No doubt he gets dealt, though, right, in the next week? Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess if I look at the Houston Texans, like you're you're no you're in no rush, you know. I mean, obviously you want to get in before the draft, but I would probably say next week as teams are trying to put together packages now that that are going to try to entice the Houston Texans. Yeah, well, listen, I think teams are going to want to know. Like, if I'm a team that wants to do that, I'm moving quick. One because we just listed six teams at least today that could have interest, mm-hmm. so that could be in the game. So you better move kind of quick. Um, and I want to know what else I want to do, what I'm going to have asset-wise, what I'm going to have dollars-wise. So that kind of sets my whole league year up. So I'm moving. Like, I'm I'm making something almost happen, like ASAP, maybe even forget about the illegal tam- or the legal tampering. I might even be illegally making a few phone calls <laughs> yeah. to find out where I sit. Um, but I, I agree with you on the Houston front. It's like, I don't know Deshaun Watson anything, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, he held us. He don't want to be here. I mean, we had to deal with all this stuff for a year. If I'm Nick Casario, it's like, I inherited this stuff. I don't know him anything. Now, you want to do good business because you want to have that reputation. Um, but I agree with you. It's like, I'm going to hold out until I get what I what I feel like is, is fair trade. So I'm not sure why this guy is talking about football, but I'll take him at his word because he works for ESPN. Jordan Schultz at Schultz Report, verified. Um, is saying that the Browns are becoming real players in the possible Amari Cooper sweepstakes, and per league source, should the Cowboys elect for a trade, instead of the release, they're asking a third-round draft choice, and they might settle for a fourth. Um, So the Cowboys are looking for potentially maybe get the third or fourth-round pick for the rights to Amari Cooper. That is correct. Uh, And Cleveland could be interested. Correct. Interesting. Uh, by the way, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm throwing that out there anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you, five teams have called about it to trade. As yeah. high as the second-round pick. <laughs> well, but I'm saying, I mean, what is, well, would you trade a third-round pick for Mari Cooper? The first yeah, pick of the third round, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. a lot, man. I mean, it's a lot. Uh, I... I don't know. Let's get South Beach Gary, and I can think about it. South Beach Gary's hanging out line. I'm sure he, it's Deshaun Watson going to Miami, South Beach Gary. Let's ask you that while no, I think no. about this. No, I just don't feel that. I, I'm excited to see what the Dolphins do come early next week, though. Did you guys see where uh, Bobby Wagner found out his release up, up on Twitter? I did see that, yeah, and he is not happy about that. <laughs> I wouldn't either be awesome. No, it's, it's completely disrespectful. It's unbelievable. The football that he gave him. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And uh, the other thing is, uh, Brent, I heard the rumblings that uh, your missed job's going to be open and that uh, Mike White may have coached his last game for the Gators. He's going to go back and uh, coach at his old alma mater. He, he, he's loved there, so uh, every time he goes there, he gets a standing ovation. So uh, what do you think the possibilities of that? And have a great weekend, guys. Yeah, thank thanks, you, man. South Beach guy. I appreciate you, too. Uh, I, by the way, I've had like four people text me, tell me that same thing about Ole Miss. And I think that's been a story for two years. But they got to fire their guy first, unless it did happen while we were dealing with players' championship stuff today. But if they do fire their guy, then, then they might make a run uh, at uh, Mike White. And I think Gator fan probably wouldn't mind that. Uh, listen, even the Mike White defenders probably are like, well, you know what, if we had to start with someone different, that's fine. 
I think even the defenders are tired of defending him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to a degree. But uh, listen, I don't think he's bad. And if he wanted to go back to Ole Miss, it'd probably be a little less pressure. Remember, he had to follow Billy Donovan. That's not easy. And what Billy did. So um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, there are some people, though, that also have have uh, heard from that said uh, they don't think anything's going to budge over the next year on the uh, Mike White front. So we will see. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Friday at the Players' Championship. You can probably hear the rain. It it just will not stop raining here at TPC Sawgrass. Just a messy, messy couple of days, and uh, we're going to get golf into Monday, maybe even Tuesday. All right, so uh, you asked me the question, would I give up a third, and then I know what it's going to cost for Amari Cooper. Um... know if i'd do that man hmm. i would i want to say like yes i would do it because i want to i want to go be aggressive and make a play for a guy but i just like there are other guys out there and that 65th pick is a value that's a starter for a team that has a lot of holes well like that's significant like i'd rather give so, up a fourth and a sixth round than a third round so the way i see it is if you look at the history of jaguars third round picks Andre Jan and well, and and uh, Linder jump off the top of my yeah, head. But, but I'm going year by year here. So Cisco, yeah, I would probably trade Cisco away if that meant I could have Amari Cooper right now. I would trade away Devon Hamilton if it meant I could have Amari Cooper. I would definitely trade Josh Oliver and Quincy Williams away if it meant I could have Amari Cooper. I would definitely trade Ronnie Harrison away if I could get Amari Cooper. This one would be rough, but I would probably train Dwayne Smoot away, Dwan Smoot, if I could get Amari Cooper. And then yeah, Yannick Ngakwe, definitely not. AJ can, I would. Linder, I wouldn't. Gratz, I would. And then, you know, we're getting down. Brian Anger, well, yeah, obviously. I'm trying, sorry, dude. <laughs> no. But, um, but that, the, and I get it. The, the, the Jaguars draft history is nothing to write home about. But I think in terms of if we are trying to build up Trevor Lawrence and we're trying to get him weapons, yeah, I, I think I would make that sacrifice. Listen, I would be excited about the aggressive nature of that. And I understand what you're saying, and the draft is still hit or miss. So you can get the Linders, the Yons, heck, maybe even Cisco becomes that kind of guy. And A.J. Can has been very good for a third-round pick, by the way. He's done a nice job for them. Uh, so, like, you, that's the hit or – actually, their third rounds are a great example of hit or miss draft picks. But I guess what I'm a little leery of, Austin, and I, and I wouldn't be like, I can't believe they did that. But I'm a little leery of, if you're telling me you'd give up Cisco, right, that guy, well, what you're doing is creating another hole. And so what that third-round pick could potentially do, because most people view the top three rounds and even into the fourth as potential starters, like, right away, well, you're, you're taken away from possibly filling a hole. You have a lot of holes. So you're creating another hole or not filling a hole to go get this top-flight receiver. But I'm filling a hole with the the best wide receiver in the free agent class. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like I said, I'm not going to hate it and be mad at it. But I'm not sure I'm aggressively pursuing it, and I'd feel better if you gave up a fourth and a sixth than a third. Does that make sense? Yeah. Keep in mind, I the Jags are, Jacks are holding. Them. What's Cleveland's third-round pick, Casey? Like, Is that like number 82? I'll check on that. That's a little different than 65, you know? But I also think, I mean, you can find talent in the fourth round as well. Yeah, you can. Like, I mean, if, if you're good at drafting, you'll, you'll find somebody, you know? I mean, I'm not saying this team's good at drafting, but. Yeah, I'm still not sure. 
I don't know if I believe that report out of Cleveland, by the way. I feel like it's a little smoke. So but you, by the way, like, the why Cowboys would they go asking? get Amari Cooper after just getting rid of Odell Beckham Jr.? Like, that's weird. Because who's the one receiver in Cleveland right now? <laughs> Landry, I guess, right? Pick 78. But isn't Landry, doesn't, isn't Landry? Uh, there's some talk, there's some yeah. talk, yeah. I know, but it doesn't make sense because no wide receiver wants to play with Baker Mayfield. We've seen that. So I think Amari Cooper would be so disappointed. Yeah, Not but that anybody cares about that. That's the thing. But, but if you're the Browns, you got to force his hand. You have to trade for him. Yeah. Right. Because right. if Amari Cooper doesn't want to go to Cleveland, the only way to get him is by trading for him. Well, if he doesn't show up. I would feel yeah. better about trading for Amari Cooper, not necessarily the third-round pick, but just because I know I got him and I don't have to compete with others to get him. And plus, plus like, that's Landry, what I'd like to control. Landry's you know? a free agent, right? Like, he, he's not even on the Browns anymore. Uh, is he already a free agent? Isn't he a free agent? I'm uh, checking. I just nah, had that list up. Hold I don't on. think he's a free agent. How did I mi- we miss that? Why wouldn't he? Nah, he's not a free agent. Landry's known as a potential trader, cap casual. Okay, they're saying they're going to let him go, possibly. Yeah, yeah. As a cap casualty. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd be really interesting. So it I'm, is pouring at TPC Sawgrass, just to let you know. Yeah, it looks like it. I was just going to say, I guess it comes down to uh, Amari Cooper or Allen Robinson. Right? I mean, yeah. those are the two guys. Or, or Chark, you know. Uh, or Christian Kirk or... Ah, I'm not sold on Kirk. There's Wait. other guys, that's what I mean, without giving up the third-round pick. Well, no, I'm just saying for if you're going top, like, those are the two guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because we can't put Christian Kirk and Amari Cooper in the same category. No, definitely not. not. Okay, yeah, just check it. Definitely not. But All also, right. I think Cooper is even a tier above Allen Robinson, I think. Um, hey, big news out of uh, – well, by the way, I agree with you on that. And I love Allen, but I agree with you on that. Uh, just from a stylistic standpoint at the very least, but also I think the resume shows that. Um Let's take a break. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, if you want to look on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, you'll see a very rainy TPC Sawgrass. It just won't stop, people. It just won't stop. Uh, we'll reset the day here at the players. Uh, we also will talk more about this. I like this scenario. And free agency. What should we expect? Are we going to hear something Monday? Boom, right away. And, of course, we'll be talking about that on Monday, too. Also, a big move in the broadcasting world. And I'm stunned that it happened, really. We'll talk about it. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I'm not going anywhere, I promise. You look at the next season, it's, it's been all over the place, right? It's been up and down. And I think they needed this type of energy to get them to come together. And that's what happened last night. They had their brother back, and I think they thrived off their negative energy and went out there and won it between the lines. See, what a lot of people don't realize is that, yes, it's entertainment to the fans, it's entertainment to us as the media, but when those guys step between those lines, it's like a sanctuary. And I think last night the Brooklyn Nets actually formed a brotherhood. Is that Kendrick Perkins? Yep, sorry, I was eating a biscuit. <laughs> Better be cinnamon. Uh, I believe it. Okay, good. How about that, the Nets? With a nice win. A little trash talking yep. by uh, Durant. Said they're no good in transition. Mm-hmm. How about that? Ben like Simmons, it. spread the floor, please. I like it. Yep. Uh, Brent Morton, no. Back here at uh, the Players' Championship, TPC Sawgrass. As you know, it's uh, rained out for the day. Back at 11 a.m. or at the earliest tomorrow. Make sure you stay tuned. Again, if you're just catching in, if you had a Friday ticket, hospitality tent, or anywhere on the grounds, you can use it Saturday or Sunday. Not both. 
Saturday or Sunday, but it will be a grounds pass. So even if you had a hospitality ticket, you'll be able to use it to get in and be on the grounds. Parking, not the same, though. Parking, you have to find a way here. Um, you can't use your Friday parking pass for Saturday or Sunday. We're going to get a Monday finish here at the Players' Championship, by the way. Uh, and we could get a Tuesday finish. That's how wild it's been. Don't forget, Action Sports Shacks at the Players hits the TV side coming up tonight at 6.50 and 10.50 on Fox 30, and then at 11.15 on CBS 47. We'll have the entire team uh, recap this day and give you uh, the latest on what's going to happen this weekend. We have not seen a lot of golf. Well, it's seen some pretty good shots, by the way, for not seeing a lot of golf. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Let's not forget about NBA Slam Poetry. Are you going to put any golf in NBA Slam Poetry? We'll see. We'll see. I have to write it up real quick. <laughs> Want me to give you a little more time? No, no, we're good. No, no, we're good. Casey, don't be Hey, you know how I operate, Casey. I work the best under pressure. Casey's acting like I, I gave him like a curveball saying I'm not ready. I'm ready. I'm just putting some finishing touches on things. <laughs> I can just see the face that Casey had on. No, Amanda, yeah. Amanda's used to that face already. Yeah, well, she's he's only been a, married a week. He, but He's eating a biscuit, too, so I don't want him to choke or anything. Um, <laughs> th- that could have been bad news. But, no, it was a, it's been a busy week because I've been doing the other show by myself as well. So it's been a, oh, it's been really? a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Well, why didn't you ask me to come along? Oh, uh, for the morning show? Yeah. Because you're at the golf course, you know? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I meant to Listen, tell you. I'll uh-huh. give you my Ariana Grande knowledge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah more, more, more Olivia Rodrigo now, bro. Oh, Ariana sorry. Grande is last week. Come on. Oh, now. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Amanda was listening to the morning show. She didn't mention you were doing it by yourself. Oh, yeah? She was talking about the whatever contest you guys have been doing all week. Oh, with yeah. With the little OMG with, or whatever. With, with the acronym, yeah. Yeah. We call it the acronym extravaganza. Oh. Yeah, that was a that's a that's an Austin Lane joint, by the way. I came yeah. up with that. That's good. Yeah, you have to be creative. Oh yeah, wait to see what I do next week. We're we're, we're doing chubby bunny uh, chubby bunny chimes, where I got to sing pop songs with like eight marshmallows in my mouth. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a real uh, a real needle mover, as they say in the business. That's what that's what Casey Kasem used to say. Real needle mover. A real needle mover. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have you have we stalled enough? Yeah, you're good. You, you know that's what I'm doing, right? I'm trying to Listen, put the finishing I've been touches in the business. on this thing. Maybe I wasn't in the business as long as Casey Kasem, but I've been in the business no, long enough sure. to know what a stall is. I'm stalling. Casey, have you seen Batman yet? If you have, tell me about it. No, I'm kidding. All right, we're ready to go. All right, okay. get the fingers snapping. All right, get some fingers snapping. We can go. You did it live on. from the players. Yeah. Casey, you missed it. 17 T-Box, man. You'd have been proud of me. I watched the uh, the the video. Yeah, roast to Brian Middleton. He had that coming. I All like right. that. I yeah. like that. <laughs> he earned that it. Up. He earned it. All right, here we go. Make sure the, the bongos are ready to go. Using a magic marker for my drumstick. All right. NBA slam poetry. Guess who's back? Call me Slim Shady. Are the New York Knicks even playing anymore? Nah, they're retired. We call him Tom Brady. Don't look now. The T-Wolves are climbing. KT has them fighting for a playoff berth. Kyrie dropped 50. How can his on-court IQ be so high, but he still believes in flat earth? <laughs> you know, and, and he went to Duke. Yeah. Wizards are the bottom of the league. They'll be on vacation this fall. Andrew Bogut trying to drop woes bombs about Bradley Beal has to be the greatest trick of all. Andrew Bogut out of nowhere. <laughs> Haven't heard that guy in about 10 years. Bucks first uh, first pick of the draft. That really yeah. panned out well for them. How do you talk? Good call, Brad. <laughs> All right. It's from Australia. Uh, Darius Garland keeps doing his things. The Cavs can be promising with their great core. 
Might as well call Russell, Russell Westbrook Woody and the Lakers Andy because, hey, Russell, they don't want to play with you anymore. Oh, sorry. Sorry. sorry about that. Sorry. I see, bro, with the Toy Story. Okay. <laughs> I'm all over this today. I like this. Yeah. All right, so you can get this one. Call Jordan Peele Clutch. He's coming into his own like a turtle coming out of his shell. First he was wrong about Bulky, and now Tatum dropped a 50 burger. Hey, Brent, go ahead and hold this L. I don't know if you can see me. Probably not on the screen, but I'm holding the L. Now, I had an L cut out out of paper I was going to give to you, but then I forgot you're not going to be in the studio today. Because it was going to be like, you know, acting it out, but I forgot you're in I TPC. I just did the uh, Fortnite dance instead. Yep. Hey, Brent, How do you know that? That's unbelievable. Hey, Brent, you know what time it is? Uh, ja Real gets this through the cape. He's Ja, the man of steel. Rebounds, assists, points. There's no stat he won't fill. Dude is a star on TV more than Frank Thomas selling male enhancement pills. <laughs> I haven't seen that recently. Oh, man. You, you, eugenics, you know? It's amazing you can be hey. that big and need enhancements. Hey, big hurt. <laughs> more like the big hunt. Uh, what is it, the big hunk? Yeah. yeah. Hey, control your wife, dude. Like, what are you doing? Sorry about that. All right, back, back, back on topic here. Back on topic. I mean, if, if my wife called Frank Thomas the big hunk, yeah, it's going to be some alimony. Don't look now, but don't look now, but Giannis is bringing the immigrant mentality. Might as well call him Bane. Dude is on a different level. Might ruin your day like TPC welcoming their guest of honor, the rain. <laughs> The Joker might be MVP. He's fly. Call Manny Fresh because he's a big timer. Um, I don't know if we're in Cantor or not, but why don't we ever talk about Brittany Griner? Just saying. True. We don't talk What's about Brune. Oh, she's in Russia, Brent. I don't know. I know. Uh, all You're right. We're working on it. <laughs> this has been Slam Poetry. My name is Austin Lane. I don't want to get too political, but what's up, Racer Nation? I see you campaign. Oh, very good. Oh, Brent, I mean, now, I mean, first we got John Moran, and now we got campaigns dropping 17 points a game and 11 assists a game. And it's just, it's so hard to be humble when, when you're a Murray State fan, so I'm going to say. But well, that, that was it. What's oh. it going to take to get, Thank like, you, uh, Providence Friar mentioned in this thing? Name one player from Providence. Uh, in the NBA? Yeah. David Duke, I think. Who? <laughs> good. Go, go ahead. <laughs> tell me about, hey, Brent, tell me about David Duke. <laughs> yeah, do that, man. Tell me about David Duke, Brent. I think, I don't know, that was a few years ago. Uh, let's see, no, I'm going to Google him. We're, we're going to be committed to this bit here. David Duke. Well, it's crazy. It's crazy when I type in David Duke, and the first thing that comes up is the former member of the Louisiana House of Representatives. Not that Duke. Okay. And hey, he, not he, another David oh, Duke, oh, by this, the way. oh, this guy's no, not a good... Oh, not yeah. that David Duke. That guy's either. a bad dude. No, David Duke Jr., you might want to look at. Now up. I'm looking that guy up. Yeah, Casey, that's a bad dude right there. David Duke Jr. Um, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, yeah you know the Wi-Fi is doing his thing. Okay. He's, he's, 20, a, he's a local years old. guy, too. Rhode Island guy, too. Okay. Let's, let's go to uh, the stats here. I think here he's in the G League now. Oh. oh, no, no, no. Hang on now, Brent. Hang on. He's played in nine, or I'm sorry, seven NBA games where he started. <laughs> there we go. Um, Before they traded all the stars. For the, for, for the Brooklyn Nets. Good team. Check out these numbers. Okay, I see you, Providence. Averaging five points a game and point uh, or point eight assists per game for a point guard. So yeah. there, there they go, Providence. <laughs> Bro, it's in his Wikipedia. <laughs> Like it was what a is? job, the other guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the other guy. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, if I was David Duke, People I'd probably change my David name. Duke is. Yeah. I know.
Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's uh, take a break. One more to go, right? We got when we come back. Joe Buck's going to ESPN. It doesn't feel right to me. It's gonna be weird. Yeah, do you care? I mean, does anybody do the else World Series? Care? I always wonder, like, yeah, who is going to do the World Series? And how mega of a deal is this to lure him over there? So are him and Troy been done then, too? Yeah, hmm. but both going over. Monday Night Football. So hmm. uh, how do we feel about that? And we put a bow on the week. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 when we get back. This is the loudest I've heard this place ever. <laughs> last night with Brian, but the day that Ben Simmons goes back to Philadelphia, now granted he doesn't play, Jack Eichel goes back to Buffalo. So it's literally the exact same situation in two different sports. And, you know, Ben Simmons, not a lot came of it, but they booed Jack Eichel a little bit. And Buffalo beat the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. So what a moment for the Buffalo fans. <laughs> he kind of hammered him, right, for the, like, what he said about, like, a seven-year period or something like that. It was the loudest I heard it or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He Patty, said the fans like finally it. showed up now that I'm gone. Yeah, I like it. Pettiness. Yeah, a little petty for yep. a young guy, too, right? Eichel's not. He's pretty young. Isn't yeah, he is. Yep. Um, Brett Martin, along with Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Hey, get, uh, get, what's the latest on the wedding story you didn't tell? Oh, yeah. Oh, I wrote that on my notes to remind you. I forgot about it. Well, we have two minutes and 40 seconds. All right, so here's the deal. Hey, Joe Buck, kick tires. Who cares? Yeah, Joe, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Everybody, yeah, we'll yeah. talk okay. about you when you do your first game, Troy, Joe. Troy, cry some more about Tony Romo. Okay, let's go. Okay, so here we go. So it has nothing to do with the actual wedding. Friday night, we're staying in this Airbnb. So I got to set the scene. We're in downtown Greensboro. It's a lot of townhouses, but it's like a downtown area, right? So nice. We're in downtown Greensboro. So I go to my car to get like a blanket I left in there, me and my best man, Kevin. So we're walking. And we smell something, we're like, eh, you know, whatever. And we look at this house, and it looks, you know, kind of lit up. And Kevin goes, hey, Casey, is that house on fire? Oh. And I said, nope, because I didn't want to deal with that. <laughs> so I just kept walking, and I thought it was like an optical illusion, but no, the house was on fire. So then, <laughs> an optical illusion. dude comes out of the house. Might be an omen. Screams at yeah. the top of his lungs and smashes a bottle and starts walking down the street. So me and Kevin mm. are like, well... What do we do? So we're just standing here staring at this house in flames. People people come up down the street and say, did you call 911? And me and Kevin are like, no, actually. We're just standing here watching the house burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so the fire department comes and all that, and those those people called the 911. But so we're standing there watching the house on fire, and this lady comes out of one of the townhouses. She goes, the house on fire? I said, yeah. She goes, Again? I said, what? I was like, does this happen often? She goes, yeah. What? So what? She's, she goes, have you seen the back of the house? I said, no. <laughs> so I go walk around. The front of the house is on fire. The back of the house was on fire last week. Are you kidding? <laughs> so she goes, she goes, man, I got to call the owner. His name is Siggy. I said, okay. Oh, boy. She said, I'm going to get my phone. I'll be right back. Don't move. So we didn't move. She comes back. She calls him like three times. He doesn't answer. She goes, 
Siggy gonna be mad about this one. Wow. <laughs> so the house is just burning on fire. They finally put it out. And sure enough, house has been on fire like four times, apparently, total. Yeah. And this dude, Siggy, who owns the house, is trying to sue the city because they think that the city's setting it on fire so the fire department can use it as training. But then the fire department, <laughs> yeah. But then the fire department told us that that's not the case because I was in, in the, like, crime scene. Well, and why, yeah. Why? So then the dude that, like, screamed and yelled and walked out of the house. Yes. Which I came to find out the house was abandoned because it had been on fire recently. Ah. They think that, like, homeless people are in there, like, trying to stay warm. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they lit the whole house on fire. But, yeah. So that's the story. Wow. And I've, I've never walked up to a house on fire, so it kind of threw me off. But and, then, and it's pretty apparent you weren't trying to be a hero right away. No, sir. No, man. I was really <laughs> just trying to go <laughs> back things inside. Plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got other things to worry about. But I thought uh, it was pretty good when she said, again? I said, again. what do you mean again? again. Wow. <laughs> so I told uh, you, pretty good story. That that's insane. That's a heck of a way to get your weekend going. Yeah. Man. Um, all right. Good stuff. Uh, keep the stories coming if you remember them next week. Now that's the wedding days. Yeah, that was pretty or much. Or from your first one. week of marriage. We don't want to hear everything, but maybe you got some interesting stories. N nothing changes, right, Casey? Nothing. Same. I told yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I discovered. I would think, like, when does it change? Like, if, you if you're one of those folks that, like, met your wife three months ago and got married, like, that quick. Like, if you're on The Bachelor, it changes, okay? Because your life's not always going to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's That's not always going to be an open door to date and do whatever with other women. I mean, like I think... The Bachelor. I think once the significant other moves in, that's when things change then. That's when it's kind of official. Yeah. I don't understand how people get married in, like, Vegas and stuff, because I told you guys I had to read the thing yeah. out loud at the oh, court. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot of stuff to get the marriage license. Like, I don't understand how people oh, go to Vegas, insane. get married, and then are like, how do we do that? It's like, yeah. what do you mean, how'd you do that? Shortcuts. <laughs> I guess. I they don't have know. shortcuts, probably. I know, because uh, it takes forever. All right. Uh, hey, when we come back on Monday, we will maybe get a finish of the Players' Championship, and free agency frenzy will be underway and maybe finished in baseball because spring training camps will open. So a lot going on this weekend, including brackets are out Sunday night as well. So, hey, hope you guys have a good weekend. Austin, Casey, stay married. Both <laughs> Do my best. Stay dry, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.